0: Welcome to the Undefeated podcast with Sarah. Did you know that you don't need to live feeling defeated in any area of your life? I believe a huge part of us learning to live from the place of victory is learning to see from God's perspective and discern what's heaven's agenda in this particular season in your life and in the world around you. In this podcast, we will practice discerning what God is doing, both regarding our individual journeys and corporately, so that we can partner with him in seeing his kingdom come and will be done right now on earth as it is in heaven and live our lives undefeated. I have had this song stuck on my head this whole week and it's not a bad kind of song. It's actually a great one. So if you have to have a song stuck on your head, this is actually a wonderful one. Um, So you're welcome to adopt my song as your song too. (laughs) Uh, It's an older song by The Upper Room, but I actually really believe that it's prophetic and timely for this current season that we are all in. Uh, I think it's actually a spontaneous song because it only has a few phrases to the whole song. It goes that, uh, you don't leave us broken, you always restore. And then it goes, the winter is over, the rivers in the desert. And it keeps saying the whole phrase that the winter is over, the winter is over, uh, you don't leave us broken, you always restore. And I, I mentioned this recently, but I think for many people it's this has been a difficult or challenging time of the year and it's easy to get triggered um, because last year it was around this time when we all started walking through this whole (laughs) craziness with COVID and with all the like sheltering place orders and social distancing and a lot of people felt really isolated and even abandoned Um, so it's when it's natural uh, when when the same season is happening in the natural when the springtime is coming or if you are in Australia or somewhere else where it's the same season in in the year it can be a trigger to start bringing up those same emotions when you I don't know smell the same flowers that you are like wow why do these flowers remind me of all these memories and um and I believe that God is wanting to take all of us into a place where um uh, he is not only wanting to restore and heal but he is wanting to bring his new rivers of blessing into those places of desert and Uh, actually birth new memories and birth new things in all of our lives and for me personally also this time of the year last year I literally felt like everybody around me just dissolved (laughs) into the thin air and like practically disappeared out of my life and of course it didn't help that it all happened around the same time when all of our students were graduating and a lot of people were leaving town because of that and a lot of people actually had to leave. And, um, but it felt like even those people who stayed in town and who I had thought that were friends, um, it felt like they all just pretty much also disappeared out of my life and for many of them, there were practical reasons. Many of my friends are married and have their own families. And, you know, they needed to focus on taking care of their own families. Or they had elderly or sick family members and they didn't want to take the risk of being around anybody else besides their own immediate family. And, and for me, like literally having all my biological family, my parents, my brother and his family on the other side of the world and even like my sister and her family are outside of the country and with me having no way to travel to see them in the middle of the pandemic and and also on top of that I I already have not been able to visit in my home country in Finland for the past three years because of my extended immigration process and and it was like right after I had finally got my green card and was supposed to be able to start traveling it's like the whole world pretty much goes into a lockdown (laughs) and uh I mean I laugh about it now but I honestly I felt more lonely and abandoned than I have ever felt in my entire life and well or so I thought, <laughs> until I actually realized that this whole experience actually brought up a bigger trauma from my early childhood, which I I had never realized that it was still affecting my life in tangible ways. And when I was only about a year and a half old, I was hospitalized for six days and nights and I had such a bad stomach flu and I refused to drink anything. So I was very much dehydrated and in danger of dying. And back in the day when I was a kid, they didn't let parents stay in the hospital overnight with the kids. And this was, of course, very traumatizing experience for a year and a half old to be left alone in pain for such a long time and not understanding what's going on. And and not just that, but they had to put these tubes in my nose to keep me hydrated and give me liquids. And uh, in order to keep me from yanking those tubes out, they literally tied my hands on the sides of my bed, which of course made it all even worse. And And of course, a child that age is not able to understand that the doctors are just trying to help and save you. But I literally experienced all this, like it was torture and like such a brutal abandonment by everybody who I thought loved me. And even the nurses have been telling my parents that, you know the kid stops crying when you leave and but at the same time like there was another little girl in in the same room with me and of course I don't remember this because I was so young but my parents told me the story later Uh, but this other little girl I think she was around five years old actually I can't remember exactly how old but um, but she was telling my parents that the nurses are lying that's I didn't stop crying until I literally lost my voice and there was no sound coming out of my mouth. And, um, and I mean, I, I've always known the story, but I never really like, stopped thinking how it actually affected my soul as a little kid. And um, so this trauma started coming out last year. And, and I guess it got triggered with the sense of, again, like feeling abandoned feeling left alone and um and i guess like it also it brought out brought up this sense that actually there had been this underlying feeling on my heart that that i i would always be abandoned and and that the sense that everybody would eventually reject me and leading into like subconscious thoughts that that maybe there's something wrong with me, or, or I must deserve to be rejected or abandoned, and, and not fully understanding, like how, how that early childhood trauma was still affecting my heart in ways that I wasn't even like aware of or conscious of, and, um, but God's timing is always so perfect, um, and for me, like the whole fact that this pain got triggered. And it was brought up. It has created such a beautiful opportunity for the Lord to step into that trauma and actually bring healing. And and because with all the like sheltering in place, and I actually had time to process and receive healing and and seek help and um, and in a way that I wouldn't have been able to do in the middle of my otherwise such a crazy busy schedule. So actually, I got to meet with the counselor once a week for several months and it was such a beautiful gift from God. And I know that healing and restoration for our hearts and souls, it can be a process, but I also believe that there are times when God heals wounds in a moment through a divine encounter and we can't really control his timeline uh, from the outside, but we can trust that He is the healer and that He will finish the work that He started. And that's actually what He also paid the price for when He died on the cross, that it wasn't just for our physical healing, but it was for all the restoration of our souls and our hearts and uh, to make us whole in every way. And, and I really feel the grace um, that God is actually wanting to bring those divine encounters to touch our hearts with his healing presence in a way that no one else and nothing else can and I I feel like even this week a lot of you uh, who have experienced deep hurts and wounds in your hearts that God is wanting to just set you free and, and bring such beautiful restoration to you and and again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to counseling because even in my personal journey, that has been helping so much. But, but I really believe that there is a place where God wants to just step into your journey and actually fully uh, like kiss your wounds and, and stop the bleeding. And, and I had one of those encounters that felt pretty supernatural actually last week. And that's part of the reason why I started talking about this topic, and I, I felt like um even just releasing part of my own testimony in God moving in my heart, in my soul in this season. and so last week we had an all staff meeting for our church leadership staff, and um one of our staff members came to pray for me, and I don't actually know her. And she doesn't know anything about my life or this past season in my life. And actually, part of me was like, "Is she a real staff member? Is she an angel?" Because <laughs> I don't remember seeing her around ever before. But I don't know. We have a big staff, so there could be people I haven't met before. But um, but when she comes to pray, uh, it wasn't just her words, but the anointing that I felt when she started praying. And and she said something like that. Um, that you are like this rocket that has been tilted down in this past year. And, and it has felt like you are falling. But you are actually being prepared and positioned to get launched. And, uh, and that you are actually going to bring many people with you. Uh, as you are being launched, and, and then she goes, you are free, you are free, you are free from everything that even happened last year, uh, <laughs> and when she was saying the phrase that you are free, I literally, like, I I felt the power of God <laughs> in such a tangible way, and actually in that encounter, I literally fell over, uh, like, physically, and uh, and I don't even know how else to described this, but i I felt like a different person when I got up um, and it felt like like God is skyrocketing me from that place of trauma of abandonment so that I can actually take a bunch of others with me into that place of freedom and and it kind of it happened in the way that i I wasn't even feeling like you know i I need to be set free or like you know I was already like internally even though they have been triggers but I was feeling like you know like I I'm in a good place but but it was like when the holy spirit came and encountered my heart in that moment it was like I stepped into a completely different space with him and um and I was so I I was already because of this whole encounter, I was feeling like I need to share this with all of you guys, because even the picture of like me taking people in the rocket <laughs> up with me, like I feel like this testimony of God restoring and healing and launching us, like it's not just for me, but, but I need to share this with others. But and I, So I wasn't even looking for any other confirmation why I should be sharing this this week. But just a couple of days ago, when I was prepping for this episode... Uh, and I was in the middle of thinking through like my childhood story when I was hospitalized. And so right at the same time, there was a live streaming coming from the upper room. And I think it was some sort of maybe women's conference. So I don't even know what event it was. But, but the live stream just like popped open on my phone um, through my Facebook app. And, uh, and they started praying, healing into the same exact thing. Like they prayed, they're like releasing healing into the wound of abandonment right then. And, and Lou Engel was one of the people who was praying and, and then he actually starts giving this prophetic word. He's like, he's like, there's a woman who has felt locked up and God is bringing you into a complete freedom from abandonment. And <laughs> uh, obviously like he was giving this word to somebody who was uh, in person at this conference but when he was saying those words it felt like God personalized them and it felt like they came straight through the screen into my spirit and it was like I instantly burst into tears and uh (laughs) and then like the whole like this whole encounter like continued where there was somebody else in in the live streaming who continued praying uh and saying like this prayer for all the women who have felt like a motherless child and, and breaking off the orphan spirit. And, and it was like, <laughs> when I was listening to this online streaming, it, it felt like whatever there was still left of that childhood trauma, it just felt like it melted away in God's presence. And, and I, I feel like there are many of you, who um just like me actually like you know you have a wonderful mother and even a wonderful father and and maybe the abandonment hasn't been like maybe you didn't grow up as an orphan even though if you did the same word applies to you too but uh like in my case like my mom my dad they didn't want to abandon me uh and they they didn't leave me because they wanted to leave me uh it was just the rules at the hospital like they would have wanted to stay more than anything but uh but I feel like there's been circumstances and situations in all of our lives where it's the circumstance that has hurt you and, and kept you bound and, uh, and made you believe the lie that you you will always be abandoned. And I I believe that God is saying that this is the day of your freedom and the day of restoration for your heart and for your soul. And and also maybe just to clarify like i i'm not saying that you know now i'm i'm completely sorted out and all my pain is forever gone and because i think in some ways we carry the scars of our pain with us but it's like they become just part of our testimony and um it's like the bleeding stops and um uh, and i i believe that those moments like they are like this divine moments with god when he's touching some places in our hearts and in our souls that only he can actually make fully whole and and that even like you know no amount of human wisdom or years of counseling could fully do the job is like when when god is touching that place and that wound in in our soul in our heart that it actually turns that wound into a testimony and and into that kind of uh like testimony that carries the power to not only uh, bring hope to our own personal journey but it actually carries the power to bring hope um, to people around us and and it carries the testimony and the power of testimony to set people free and in this same live stream somebody somebody actually also prayed. And said that some of you will feel like a different person after this prayer. And it's funny because that's how I had actually literally described how I felt after my previous encounter last week. That I I was like literally feeling like a different person. And it's like when God is removing those arrows from our hearts... And what you had always thought was just part of your personality, but what was actually you acting out of pain is being healed. And I believe that that's what the Lord is doing right now so that you can actually be who God has created you to be and live in full, complete freedom and I believe that this is the time. Like I know God always wants to heal and restore, but I really feel like this is also a seasonal word that there is an anointing on this word that uh, God is not going to leave you broken, but he is going to restore. And I was reading for the Psalm 23. I'll just read the first couple of verses from the Passion Translation. It says that Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. And I, I love how this psalm talks about like God actually restoring and renewing our lives. And, and like uh, I think the New King James says that he restores my soul. Like God actually restores your soul. Um, and when he restores us, like he's actually wanting to give us a double portion. He's not just making us the way we used to be, (laughs) but he's actually giving us a double portion of his blessings and his grace. There's another verse that I felt to read over you. This is from Zechariah 9 verse 12. Uh, King James, New King James version says that, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. Wow. And the uh, CSB says that, return to a stronghold, you prisoners who have hope. Today, I declare that I will restore double to you. And I, I love both of these translations. I don't know which one I like better. That's you prisoners who have hope or even you prisoners of hope that uh, you are actually so wrapped into hope that you are a prisoner of hope that you just can 't get away from hope and and just that uh, that it says that I will restore double to you and uh, i I also believe that when God restores he makes things better than they wherever before than they were even to begin with. Another verse that I want to read is from 1 Peter 5, verses 10 through 11. This is from the Passion Translation. It says that, And then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you, And make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up, and he shall uh, and he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. Wow. Uh I love this like (laughs) uh, how God says that he will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. And there may be a thousand and one different reasons why your heart has been shattered or is in pain. But Jesus is the only one who can completely heal and restore. And I think sometimes he needs to pull us aside to heal us and um, there's an interesting verse about uh, restoration in um, the book of Hosea uh, chapter 2 and I want to read the verses 14 through 16 it says that therefore I am now going to allure her I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her There I will give her back her vineyards, and I will make the valley of Acre, which which means trouble, a door of hope. There she will respond, as in the days of her youth, as in the day she came up out of Egypt. In that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband, you will no longer call me my master wow and it's just this beautiful image of uh the restoration coming in that place of wilderness and the place that was the valley of trouble and pain how that actually turns into a door of hope when there is the encounter with the lord wilderness in itself is not gonna heal anybody (laughs) like the place and i'm for me wilderness it describes this place of uh where you are actually fully dependent on him and and it can be this place of isolation and being separated from others and and the, like I said, wilderness in itself like that 's not the cure, but it 's the encountering God like when we actually become aware of our need of him and and even then, like the point is not to stay camping forever in the wilderness but the point is that we actually come out of that place of wilderness leaning on him like song of songs 8 5 says that who is this coming up from the wilderness leaning on her beloved that we actually it can be this place that actually leads us into knowing who Jesus really is and in those like lonely places and and places where you are um separate from other people other things even it makes me think of this old song that says that I don't even know who it's by but it says that I've been to lots of places I've seen a lot of faces there's been times I felt so all alone but in my lonely hours yes those precious lonely hours Jesus let me know that I was his own and and that it's those places of uh that seem like an abandonment and rejection and in like any wilderness of loneliness that there is this priceless pearl to be found and for us to discover and the revelation of how close Jesus actually is. And and realizing that he has actually never left us alone, that he has actually been there in every moment of our lives Wow, and uh, um and again, like I'm not preaching that all of you need to just go into wilderness <laughs> to be set free,, uh, but what I'm wanting to tell you that if if you are in the place of wilderness in any part of your journey, that Jesus actually is wanting to encounter you there, he's wanting to meet you there, and he's wanting to heal your heart and any place in your heart that feels like it's actually wilderness. Uh, wow, and he's wanting to bring the rivers in the desert that there are rivers in the desert that God is not bringing you into a desert to die, but he's any place where you walk, He is actually the source of life in that place and um, and I was thinking of this uh it's a quote again by Graham Cook. I love his stuff, but but he says that you are in a new season, a new beginning. I am raising up the modern-day equivalent of David's mighty men, people who are after my own heart, men and women of a different spirit, a people greatly beloved, who understand their favor and have confidence in their own identity in me. And, And I believe that as God is healing our hearts and souls, like, He is... The goal is to take us into that place where you know that your identity is to be the beloved. That that's who you are called to be. And, uh, and that God is crushing any lie that tells you otherwise. And, and I just, yeah, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are with us right now. Yeah, I thank you, God, that you are the God of all restoration that you are the healer, that there is nothing so broken that you couldn't fix, and, and that you never leave us into a, a place of uh, brokenness in any area. Lord, that you are wanting to pour out your healing palm into every part of our soul, every part of our heart. And we welcome you right now, God, to come and touch our whole lives yeah we give you permission we give you permission with our hearts that you can come into any place of wilderness in our hearts. Lord, we want to meet you, we want to encounter you. yeah, we want to be uh just so so yielded where you have permission to to fully embrace us, yeah to fully set us free. Yeah, and Lord, I just even pray that uh, if there are people who are listening to this who, uh, who are currently in that place of feeling completely abandoned and feeling the pain of rejection, Lord, that you would pour out your healing presence over them. Lord, that you would let them know that they belong, that they belong to you, that you have never left them, that there hasn't been a moment of their lives when they've been alone. Yeah, thank you, God, for, for the supernatural restoration. Yeah, Lord, that they would even like be people who are listening to this episode who also literally feel like a different person after this, after you, Lord, touch them, after your presence touches their heart, their soul, that they are fully alive. I speak life and I speak freedom, freedom, freedom over you. I speak freedom over your heart. That you are called into the freedom of the Holy Spirit, and that there's nothing that can hold you. There's nothing that can bind you when you are in Christ Jesus, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are so good, God. You are so good, Father. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Jesus, that you restore us. Amen.